0: What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome on into a special edition of the Brass Ring Media Podcast for Tuesday, January 23rd, 2024. I am Zach Haydorn. That is Tyler Sage. Tyler, what's going on, man? We got a lot to talk about, a lot to get to.
1: A lot to get to. Very excited to get to it. Well, I'll avoid the preamble and let's just get right into it. I got my board member hat on. Probably will not be wearing it very long my head hey. does not work with hats with my long hair so
0: do you think rock wore that one do you think he even knows that a hat like that even exists for
1: i hope for him? So. i mean know your role you know that's on the bill so i
0: hope he i hope i hope he has a yeah. collection of those hats i really I mean do that's
1: it. the better tattoo if you're gonna get like the brahma tattoo he probably wishes yes. he had that instead yes so. for
0: sure for sure Oh, man. All right. Well, you guys know why we're here. At least I hope. I'm hoping that's why you're here. But this is the Brass Free Media Podcast. Um, Normally, we are live uh, on Thursday afternoons at 3 Eastern. So you can make sure to check out um, our weekly show then. But with the news breaking today for WWE and all that went into that, We were like, hey, look, we got to fire up. uh, We got to fire up show and do this thing and uh, talk a little WWE, talk a little Netflix, talk to you. Um, And so that's exactly uh, that's exactly what we're going to do. The chat is loading up. What's up, Adam? What's up, Azan? Um, What's up to everybody else who's listening to us live? Um, Just like every other Brass Ring Media podcast on our YouTube channel here. This will be simulcast as a podcast just a few minutes after we get off the air. Um, So if you are unable to listen to us live regularly um, or you just don't like YouTube for some reason, you can catch us on your favorite podcast feeds. Uh, We are there. So whether it's Spotify or iHeart or what have you, uh, we are there. Also, we are on Patreon. If you want to become a Brass Ring Media member, $4 a month gets you – a ton of great content, especially going into Royal Rumble weekend, a free weekly uh, podcast for members only, A uh, our, our, our big pay-per-view review shows um, every weekend after the big shows, including Royal Rumble this weekend, um, access to our Discord community, and lots of other fun stuff. So uh, we hope you give us a try. Uh, Brass Ring Media on Patreon. Patreon.com backslash Brass Ring Media. All right. With the business taken care of, um, actually, you know what? We just got a super chat from our friend Zach, who is a, a, a wonderful supporter of the show. If you are able to make a contribution, uh, we the super chats are open, and we will take all super chat questions, and we will read all super chat comments um, live on the show. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. That is a commitment that we have made, and uh, you know we've had some very long and fun shows because of that. So, mm-hmm. um, if you're able. Um, drop us uh, some help; that would be much appreciated. Helps keeps the show going, um, and helps out uh, Brass String Media as we uh, as we get our footing here. So, Zach, thank you. I see the super chat there. I will make sure to get it. Hello to Tracy uh, as well, who's uh, who's in our chat. All right, let's talk. What the just what the heck happened today um, in uh, in in wrestling? I mean, it, like big, big, big news. I mean, there's no other way, Tyler, to really slice. Mm-hmm. To really slice that, I mean, uh, if you haven't heard and you're catching us and you're wondering, what the heck are you talking about? Uh, WWE um, signed with Netflix uh, in agreement uh, for Monday Night Raw. Now just WWE Raw, if you look at the press releases that were sent out today. Um, WWE Raw is moving live to Netflix um, beginning in January of 2025. It's a 10-year deal. Uh, worth five billion dollars, um, Netflix can opt into a second ten-year batch. Um, that's part of it, and I believe they can Ooh. also cancel after um, after half the time as well, if if uh, if if they so choose. So, um, do you know the do you know the figure on
1: the additional ten years? The player I option, if you will, the team I option,
0: it, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. If it, it doesn't say what the team option is on that, and it doesn't say what the kind of all right, let's just cut this off. Option is, you know, halfway through to it just notes Mm -hmm. that that's available um, uh, as part of the agreement. So vague as far as that goes. So, but the real Mm -hmm. story here is 10 years, $5 billion for Monday Night Raw to be on Netflix. Uh, We don't know what day of the week it's going to be on, um, but it's going to be there. It's going to be a part of Netflix, you know, investment into live programming. Um, And it's going to be the home for all of WWE's content um, internationally Um, in the UK, uh, Canada, uh, and and a few other places that I don't um, have off the top of my head here. But so needless to say, man, I mean, big news on multiple levels. We're going to talk about it from all sorts of different angles. Uh, The price point, we'll talk about it. The viability of Netflix and what it does for WWE, we'll talk about it leaving Um, you know, linear linear cable uh, for the first time ever. But just want to get your high level view on the news, what you thought and whether or not you think it's a good move for the company.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of the very few win-wins out of the gate for both sides of, of a media deal like this. I think if I'm a sports or sports adjacent entity and I'm moving into streaming, and there's a commitment there to be the first especially in a place like netflix which is still the market leader right now it's not the market leader in streaming live events right it's amazon with thursday night football i guess apple with mls they had the whole season in the playoffs and everything mm-hmm. but you know when you think of streaming i mean netflix is kind of synonymous with streaming right you have to you know there's there's lots of things it's not quite kleenex is with facial <laughs> tissues et cetera but or xerox is with making copies but it's in that zone right it's 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 one degree away from being synonymous with all streaming and if you're a certain age it probably is like everything's probably you know netflix i'm sure people watch the chiefs and buffalo bills playoff game or no the uh the dolphins and chiefs game on yep. netflix peacock you know it's probably what they called it to their grandkid when they called to <laughs> see sign up for peacock so um so, you know, it's it's there for a certain demo. So, if I'm WWE, I like being with the market leader in the streaming platform, and you're also the first sports property they've committed to. So, you know, you're going to get huge, a huge push in the algorithm. They're going to be number one every day. It's just like a win-win for both parties. I think it's a perfect fit for Netflix and all the things you can do outside of it. And you, if you're Netflix, you can, you know, do what you want and push things in a direction you might want, maybe not all over the card, but if you want something to happen, you want them to be crossed over with whatever, right? If I, well, you know, yeah, the nine is coming out. You could have them on the show, whatever.
0: The squid games, happens. the squid games match is going to happen you know, imminently.
1: Yeah. I mean, the rea- there could be reality shows based on wrestling for regular fans. There could be trivia shows, you know, all that sort of like content that is now Netflix is, is, locked into wwe and on the flip side besides the money you know i think if it's super successful which i think it could be it's a good way to get laps fans back in, back in to wrestling it could be like another golden era we're already in good era of both companies right i think aw is on the upswing once more for you know consolidating around a couple of key acts and wwe's obviously on a hot streak and this wrestlemania it seems like it could be one of the biggest ones of all time from a interest standpoint with the roster that they have. So I just think it's a win-win all, all around, uh, you know, beyond that, the, the dollar figure wise, the, the option I did not know about, that changes things immensely because like if I'm WWE, I think I wouldn't have done a 10 year deal. I think they could have probably done, I would have done like a five year deal once more. Cause I think in 2030, I mean, what's 500 million, dollars going to get you right obviously for normal people it's a huge amount but could they be getting a billion dollars a year by that time if this is a successful product you know you don't want it to be like the ACC if anyone's aware of that they signed a deal in 2020 the ACC football football basketball all that stuff with ESPN where they're locked in till 2036 and they each school basically makes 36 million dollars a year while in comparison the Big Ten and SEC schools make upwards of ninety million on shorter-term deals, so by the end, like you know, those teams are out of it. So that's just like an example of doing a really long deal. If Netflix does not cancel halfway through, I really think like year seven, eight, nine, ten, they would have a sweet deal on this WWE product, especially with all the tertiary stuff that you brought up, but is being left. You know, America is not the only place in the world that watches wrestling we have a lot of fans right maybe not watching live right now because we're later and it's like 9 10 eastern but you know the, having all the uk rights that's huge all the world all the international rights so lots of stuff i mean that's a huge thing that's not just like a oh yeah also you have this right that's right more than half of the value of it in my opinion so but overall i think it's a win-win i think if netflix were to cancel after five years probably bad PR for a day, but I think WWE would make more money, but I don't work there, so I don't really care. I think it's a win-win for both both sides.
0: I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I I, I think this is a really a really interesting just a really interesting deal on, on so many different levels. And and like you said, it, it does make sense for both sides. I think like if you look at it like, you know, all right, Netflix certainly gets the better end of this deal on the back end you know because yeah. you know the the uh, i think just the dollars alone you know could could change so so much and the value of of that product can change so much in that amount of time I and mean, that's a long time i mean just think 10 years ago where we were um the wwe network just came out so like imagine like like 10 years from today how much can be different and WWE's locked into this locked into this deal. Um so so yeah, the back end of that that might, you know, uh you might take it on the chin there. But the flip side is like you aren't WWE's not taking it out of the chin right now. Like they're the first ones into this. They're the first major wrestling company to to be on like a streamer. They're the first major anything to like dive into like Netflix's live platform, um, so you know Netflix is taking a bit of a chance on them now to 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 deliver and to li- deliver big numbers and to deliver you know high levels of viewership. So you know I think that part all evens out in the end. I I don't know this for sure. My guess is there has to be some kind of like elevator in the next ten. Like I, I don't think that you know that, that's just I'm surmising that that has to be like. Nick, Nick Khan seems like a pretty smart guy. I don't think he, you know, uh, I, I just, that's just the sense that I get, but I don't, I don't know that for sure. Um, but out, you know, outside of that, like, I mean, the money's huge. I mean, $5 billion, that's massive. Obviously um, the, the, the possibilities though that I think from a fan perspective that being on Netflix you know, gives WWE is, you know, for, for the longest time you wonder, okay, how, how is WWE going to create new fans? You know, like the WWE network itself wasn't going to do that. Cause you had to be either a lapsed wrestling fan or a current wrestling fan to go get it. So how do you develop new fans? Well, you see an ad for Monday Night Raw on television, or you watch something on social media and okay, you go watch it. I mean, with the, with Raw on Netflix, like, they're going to be able to put that show in the algorithm all around the world. And that is some of the best marketing <laughs> that, that you can have, you know, for you know a content provider like that, especially if you're the first one in, and especially when you have Netflix invested in you as much as they have in and raw here, like they are gonna do all they can to get to get eyes um, to get eyes on that, on that, on that product. And so like, again, you can't, I don't think you can get better marketing than, you know, being the first thing that pops up on people that are uh, on Netflix, you know, home screens, whether it's on your mobile device or on an iPad or on your TV, like that's massive. And Mm -hmm. I I just know, like, I mean, my kids are young, right. But I just know how they watch, how they watch streaming, uh, like, anything man if that thing is up there like if it's on like the big like yeah. honking top, like homepage and thing, yeah. yeah yeah like dude it doesn't matter what it is it could be a commercial for like a some kind of like you know dictionary and they'd be like oh we gotta watch it it's like you know i mean and and so like i think that that's gonna reverberate huge um yeah. in terms of cultivating that new fan base and so and then in addition to that you have your regular stuff. You still have SmackDown. That's going to be on a linear cable television. You've got NXT. That's going to be on this, uh, the CW um, that anybody, you know, that anybody can get. So, you know, WWE is very like diversified in terms of where their content is, how people can consume it. Um, and what that can consumption can do for obviously like current viewership and, and, you know, current business, but the future of the business I think is, is paramount to this uh, to this to this Netflix deal. I mean, I, I just think you can't underestimate just how big you know that algorithm really is. You know, on, on uh, in in the Netflix ecosystem.
1: Yeah, and if you would assume, like I am, that at least let's say the first two years of this deal, um, you know, let let's say WWE is the main thing that's live consistently on Netflix, whatever day of the week it's going to be. You would have to think that that upper third that you're talking about, whenever, especially whenever it's live, that's always going to be the number one thing that Netflix is going to push, no matter what. And right. You right. as a user would have to like say, please hide this content to not get that fed directly into your eyeballs as soon as you open up the app. At least when it's live for for, and that's just yeah, like you said, so powerful. I think there's 200, like 97 Netflix users. I know they've clamped down on password sharing. Um, and that's you know worldwide, so but let's assume that's a household, right? Like you're one and I'm one, right? And mm-hmm. we have more than each of us in our household, right? So, right, right. to get viewers, same thing with regular TV, but yeah, I you know, it's hard to say like, will there be like what did raw did the raw number come out yet? For I did not see it yet, no, but probably like 1.7, something like that, right? Maybe probably. 1.8 because run rumble season, um. But you know, at this point, my guess would be they get more viewers on Netflix uh, if they push it correctly, which is kind of crazy to think about. That like you can move platforms and maybe get more eyeballs on the product.
0: Yeah, for sure. And 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 the other like piece of that is too. Like you know, I'm trying to think here. Like Netflix, the, I kind of I forgot which direction I wanted <laughs> to take this. <laughs> Because I'm reading uh, some of our awesome super chats that are coming in, but may, my my point basically, t- t- in terms of what you were saying, is though like they they ha- I mean, two hundred and forty seven. I think it's two. Is it two thirty seven? Two forty seven point one five million. Was, okay, so two hundred forty seven million off. households. They in yeah. the United States, I believe they have like like four million more households than the USA Network does. Yeah. So, you know, that seems right. Like that, that's like, that's comparable. I mean, that's very, I Mm. mean, obviously it's very, very comparable. Um, And, you know, and Netflix is also like a different type of viewing, you know, like you're going to get a different type of, of audience with, with, with with that. So, you know, I don't think from a numbers mm -hmm. perspective, you miss here.
1: Yeah. And when you turn on spectrum or Xfinity or whatever, right. Time Warner, I don't know if they still do cable, AT&T, right? Yeah. Like, you turn on your cable box, it doesn't automatically pop up. It's just like whatever channel you were watching last time, right? It's right. like the traditional cable way. And, you know, unless you're a big Law & Order fan, you do not have USA up on your TV ready to right. go, unless you're watching Supernatural or Law & Order. Uh, The other, you know, 172 hours out of the week, that's not the three hours on Monday. So, yeah, you know, Netflix you. is feeding you that, so
0: yeah. Right. the the i mean the yeah i mean it's 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 wild to think just like what the the opportunity there is is for them because like now you know even when even with like the huge audience that fox had you know it's still like you know when you're watching on television like that cable or regular like regular tv it's 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 appointment viewing you have to like remember to go watch it or remember to go and dvr it or remember to just that you want to see this. Um, this is going to be different. I mean, it's going to be like a different way to consume a wrestling product. Like I think you're going to get a lot more on demand viewers, of, of course. Um, but you know, it's, it's you, that, that kind of call to action, remember, remembering to act on, Oh, I want to see this match. You're like, that's just not going to be there. Like they're going to, there's a different way to market market itself. Um, and I think that that's, that's, that's pretty interesting. And then also, like, again, if it doesn't work out, <laughs> you know, and they, they, it totally crabs the bed and Netflix can't handle the live viewership or whatever it is, like, they're still in the lineal, uh, linear cable TV space. They're still in the broadcast television space they're diversified. And that's, I think that's a, that's a big thing. We'll get, I want to get to some, uh, some content questions here to you in a minute that I've, that I wrote down, but let's get to some, um, let's get to some super chats and thank you to everybody who's listening live. Thank you guys for hitting up the chat. Um, if you are out there and you're listening for the first time, thank you. This is the brass ring media podcast. Uh, we are live, um, every single Tuesday or Thursday, excuse me, three Eastern to central, um, in the afternoon, but we're a special broadcast here. Hopefully uh, you like what you're hearing and you hit the subscribe button and catch us uh, and catch us more often. We have a fun announcement to make at the end of the show here or a a tease, I guess, a tease of a potential announcement um, (laughs) that we'll get to in a minute. Uh, (laughs) But thank you for being here. Uh, Super chats are open. If you are uh, willing, we'd appreciate it. It Helps the show. And we thank you for your contribution in advance. Let's uh um, let's get to some of these. I want to start with uh with Tracy uh because she's kind of uh asking a really great question about like the diversification of of products in WWE. Tracy, thank you. Tracy says diversifying platforms for your products certainly has its upside. What negatives do you see? A lack of crossover, a lack of consistency. Uh great question, Tracy, and I think uh something that's going to be really interesting to dig into. Tyler, what do you think? I mean, is that is there a potential there for, you know, you know, uh, just kind of bad programming when it's in three different places like that? Yeah. I mean, you
1: know, next or NXT kind of on its own Island as it is. So I think it makes it easier than if all three interacted currently. Um, but, you know, I mean, this is the benefit of having different rosters for different shows is that you have your a show and your B show. I just, you know, did all, I put all the deals together. Just let me know when you want that information, like Ooh. the the value per year of each television product. But you know, like, you're when's the last time we've had like superstars? Oh my God, I can't believe I just said superstars. Please. Oh, whoa. whoa. Let, me, let me never talk. Let me never talk about. So, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, let a, me mute Tyler a, a, real quick, folks. Yeah. I think I work at Stanford now after saying that. Wrestlers from, you know, show to show, right? It's been a long time since that's been like a normal occurrence. Um, they've definitely been, it seems like this has been the, the plan secretly, not secretly, but stealthily like the last six months, like you know who's on what show. You're not really expecting Roman to bounce onto Raw for any reason unless they need to get the numbers up, et cetera. So mm-hmm. um I don't think it's a, a huge issue. It's more awkward that first year because the Peacock deal's up March of twenty six. So that's where all the PLEs are. So it's like a confusing thing when that transitions, you would presume, to a Netflix type endeavor if that's going well that like to tra- transition there and sell you know so that's like the hard part is like a fourth place to go and watch all these things i think can be a little messy but you know wwe in the space is the king of marketing and branding so i'm not worried about that for them right if this is AEW, i have more concerns from a focus standpoint just because they are more of a fly by the seat of their pants operation than wwe which seems to be a you know mcu level marketing beast at this point
0: yeah i i i'm not too worried about this tracy like ultimately i mean the negatives definitely are are there you know i mean like if it's done incorrectly you know i mean and and it and it wouldn't be hard to mess up um like if you have if you have these shows and you're you know you're not using one platform or the other to promote you know, stuff on the other show, that's a big miss. If you have, you know, if the shows aren't balanced for whatever reason um, and, you know, they load up Monday Night Raw because it's on Netflix and that's the new toy, you know, and SmackDown just kind of just falls by the wayside. Like that's, that's a big miss. Um, You know, I think storylines, you know, like if you, if there's going to be an attempt to like weave some kind of like story between. The at least the two shows, that's gonna take a lot of work um in an effort to do that. Um, so those to me, like that is those are the negatives, um, or at least some of them. And I think we could probably do a whole hour on what the potential negatives are, but the positives to me like outweigh that. Like I think here in an environment like this, you have a company like WWE that You know, say what you want about them and you and there's a lot to say, but man, I mean, they market, they can market and they promote better than better than, you know, any wrestling company for sure. But a lot of other entertainment companies, too. Um, So, you know, they're going to have a vested interest in making sure that these things are smooth show to show to show. I also think it leaves the open the opportunity of, hey, like you can make these shows look a little bit different, you know. The Netflix Raw show can look different from the SmackDown show, which can look different from the NXT show. Like, you have an opportunity so these shows can kind of have a little bit more of an identity. They may not want that. Like, WWE is all about the brand. We'll get to a super chat on that in a minute. So they may want, you know, for better or worse, to have their shows look similar um, so that people know when they turn it on, boom, this is a WWE show. That's part of the that's part of the brand game. Um, Maybe not. Maybe they want to have things look a little bit look a little bit different. Um, to me, like this diversification, if it's done right, should be very smooth, um, and ultimately is just really good for the company on the business side. You know, on the business side of things, I think that that's what matters here in terms of in terms of them 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 doing this this way. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um. Thank you, Tracy. That's a great, uh, great question and an awesome way to uh, to start off uh, start off the show here. A um, couple quick ones here um, from uh, from Adam. Adam he's really curious as to what this looks like in six to seven years, and they will also have SmackDown to shop again um, in five years. And that's true. Mm-hmm. Like they've got a whole nother, uh, another another <laughs> another product. You know, yeah. come down the pipe five well, years. In the,
1: the Peacock deal in you know about a year.
0: And the Peacock deal—that's right, right,
1: yeah. Right before WrestleMania 42, you know that'll yep. be presumably a hot item. You get basically the whole library as well. Again, if it's going well on Netflix, I'm going to assume that they're going to want the synergy of having that deep library of content that yep. they don't have to do anything with, and you can just search and have a toll hub like they have on. And honestly, it'll be way better than Peacock. Just the yes. latency on Netflix Holy is way Lord. better than Peacock, so that that alone, I cannot believe their latency issues have not. Just like clicking through, like I was trying to watch some Rumble. I watched some Rumbles yesterday, but it was like one, two. Like to go through like the little thumbnails of each event. It's horrible. So
0: it's horrible, and it's the fact that it's like labeled like by season. Just yeah,
1: season like yeah, season one or season, season one, one of the one. Royal Rumble. Yeah. Like yeah. come yeah. On. Yeah
0: yeah so obnoxious yeah but yeah you're right the peacock deal like adam that's going to be a thing too so smackdown and and uh you know and their library you know domestically um mm-hmm. you know the library you know in, in their some international markets is going to be on netflix when this launches yeah. in january um but yeah domestically they they have that and uh um to your point about six seven years from now yeah i mean it's um, going to be really interesting to watch. I mean, like, as we said, like, you know, I think Netflix gets the better deal here as the deal matures. Um, but, you know, WWE gets a heck of a lot, too, including, you know, $5 billion. Yeah, It's hard to say no to that. Yeah. Uh, right. Go ahead,
1: Yeah, and I, I, I know you saw the tw- my tweet very early this morning, but I looked up some expensive Netflix TV shows. So I did the math at $400 million. Okay. So basically, each episode so it's five hundred million a year, right? For for Raw, presumably there's fifty two or fifty three episodes a year, depending right. on the calendar lays out, right? So that would be about ten million, give or take a couple hundred thousand per episode of of Raw, if you break it down like that. That that Netflix is paying before they're obviously going to have ads. Oh I my think the, god! The the big question in the room that we need to get to that no one super chatted. I'm very surprised about. I've not seen anything there. So we'll get that. Just remind me to bring that up. My, my, okay. my biggest question about this deal. Um, but so there's a show called Marco Polo that I don't think anybody watched. And Netflix <laughs> paid, on average, production costs $10 million per episode of that show. What? Uh, was, yeah. So there's like a list you can type like most expensive Netflix shows. Oh so like Stranger Things. heard season, of that show? The like latest season of stranger things broke up into two I don't know what season like season four or season five oh there was like it was like 50 million dollars an episode was the average cost for that well wow. um, obviously that was a huge success so they would do that all over again but you know to on average get this much content for that cheap that you know you're gonna have essentially at least five years so what's that that's a hunt that's 250 episodes of content for ten million dollars a pop um, you know that's wild. it's uh So that's like a deal, just like nuts and bolts. It's like such a deal for Netflix and you don't have to deal with any of the production. Like the other company takes care of it. You don't have to like deal with a actor or producer or something that doesn't want to do something. And you have to step in and make it happen. And they're not delayed. You know, every week you have it. Like it is just like an unbelievable deal for Netflix on that front. And that's like that six, six, seven, eight, nine, ten of it presumably I'd be shocked if Netflix does not continue it just because the cost oh, yeah. of things like you know whatever you're gonna do like I don't know like squid game season two that is gonna cost a ton of money and then they just did like a reality show that was like real people and they got sued like by everybody on the show and all this <laughs> stuff like you don't have to worry about any of that so it's just like yeah it's, it's a great decision whoever was that like pr- that executive at Netflix that did, did the deal I assume will probably be the head of their sports division uh in three or four years or if they when they have that and be a superpower broker in the industry so
0: yeah that's um that's some really fun math there man like yeah good stuff like that's 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 a really cool way to frame frame that the whole the whole thing up um and yeah when you think about it like that it's like boy they get they get they get a steal yeah um adam thank you thank you very much for the, the questions and the and the comments um, all right, let's get some uh, super chats from Zach here. Zach starts off with us saying, "Between the CW and now Netflix, WWE seems to be finding the partners who need them way more than WWE needs the partner." Interesting, um, Tyler. What do you make of that? What do you think? I mean, yeah, is I mean, that true?
1: <clears throat> um, you know, I think CW definitely, but also the the price they're paying per year. Is uh, you know a different stratosphere, right? Yeah. Um, than than this Netflix deal, I think Netflix wants to get into the live sporting or sporting adjacent field, and this is a good way to do it. So I think it's a I think it's pretty net positive on both parties. But in a vacuum, if you just say that statement that, that Zach has there, I think WWE is in the strong position of like your partners need you more than you need them. That's where you want to be in business. And that's what WWE does. So, like, whether you think it's good or bad, I think it's good for a business to have, you know, you as a partner, you want to have fifty-one percent control if you can, not forty-nine. That's a huge difference. And I feel like, yeah. like if, if WWE, they probably want Netflix in five years to break that deal, if I had to guess, and then they could get more money somewhere else because you know to do that and SmackDown at the same time somewhere. If it's a success at all, money, you yeah. could you could chop them together and you know get there because presumably I, mean, I have the numbers here. So Raw's gonna be five hundred million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. SmackDown's two hundred eighty million dollars a year as part of their new deals, and then uh, NXT's thirty five million. I've seen thirty seven somewhere as well. But like presumably, when the SmackDown five year contract is up, it'll be probably a little higher. It'll probably five hundred twenty million, if I had to guess, somewhere Fair, in there. Yeah. So like. If someone's going to be paying for that and Netflix drops you for some reason, you can find as much money or the same money somewhere else. So um, I don't, I don't think they should worry about that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Zach. I mean this, yeah, that's, I mean, I think you're right. (laughs) Um, But that's a good thing. I mean, that's a good thing you want as a, as a, as a partner, first of all, yeah, you want people to need you and you also want to be like, when you partner up, you want to be The most important thing, you know, Amazon prime and I'm, well, this will lead into another super chat. Thank you, Zach. Amazon prime had to be the sexier option, right? Um, maybe like in, in certain ways, like because it's Amazon and because it's bigger and because it has the NFL, but if you're WWE, if you, and you sign a deal with Amazon prime, you're not like the big dog, you know, on campus, like you're not because the NFL is, um, and, uh, and then you add into that, that Netflix is in so many, so many homes. Like, I don't know that it was the sexier option. It depends on how you, on how you look at it. Um, I think, you know, the WWE, even going back to like, you know, WWE 24 seven back in the day and then the WWE network, like they, you know, and like all the misses that they had with like tout and all that garbage that they used to do, like, they try to be cutting edge on this kind of thing like i think they try to be like you know leaders in that in that mm-hmm. space and so you know you could, they couldn't be that with amazon prime but they can be that with netflix and so i think that gets them a lot more attention and i think that gets them you know a lot more i mean attention from the fan perspective but also from like just the business perspective like wwe all of a sudden means a lot to the world's biggest streaming company Yeah, it's a pretty good place to be in.
1: Yeah. And if you just do like any analogy, right? Like, let's say you're the NFL and you want to have for some, you know, you have Reebok is doing all your jerseys for a 10 year deal. Right. And it's like 2013 and you still have Reebok doing your jerseys, which is a lesser brand at that time. Yeah. And it deals up. Who do you want to work with? Nike. Right. Because they're the biggest sports sporting outfit or sporting apparel company in the world. Right. And that's what happened. Yep. And you do you sell more products probably? So it's like, or it's like, or
0: like it's like, yeah. In the same token, like I remember when, uh and maybe it's just me, but I remember like when Venom signed on to be the the uh, you know the apparel you know in cage uh, UFC partner. I was like, who the heck is Venom? Like, no, no other company could do that, but. Mm-hmm. They had a you know that that puts them on the map. Like in UFC, if they're going to pay the freight, like hey, you're going to go with that, and then all of a sudden, like you become a huge partner for them. So I think this mm-hmm. the door swings that way on this yeah. on and,
1: that too. And also, that's a great segue um, for because the ESPN plus UFC deal is coming up soon as well, right? These companies are the right. same. So like, does Netflix want to get in good and get that ten billion dollar UFC deal? $15 billion because the UFC the deal is, is worth more because it's one entity and you get the pay-per-views. That's really what it's about, right? Like if you can get on Netflix and they have the rights to the $70 pay-per-views, yeah. like they're going to be on that big time and you can easily correlate like, Hey, we're going to make our money back. Here's what we give you, et cetera. So Great
0: I think point. that could be a place. Yeah. Well, yep. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Good, good call. Yeah. This is not, yeah. We're not talking just WWE here either. Yeah. Well, uh, well said. Um, Zach also said, uh, can we stop calling WWE a wrestling company at this point? Their brand. That's how Nick Khan sells them anyway. Um, they're a wrestling brand, they're an entertainment brand. I think is probably what Nick Khan would tell you. Um, he would say, We're not a wrestling company, we're an entertainment company, we're a content company, we're a content curator. <laughs> um
1: at the crossroads of wrestling and entertainment of sports
0: the The crossroads of wrestling and entertainment where we put smiles on people's faces like my god he's got the elevator pitched down i'm sure but i mean zach yeah i mean look like they're yeah they're a huge company they're a billion dollar company um they're more than you know a, a wrestling company i mean yeah they they definitely are so i guess you could stop calling them that but i mean that's what they do They're they're an entertainment company that does uh, professional wrestling, and these days they do it pretty well. Mm -hmm. Tyler, are you going to push back on that at all?
1: No, no. They're definitely more E than W at this point, I would say.
0: For sure. For sure. I don't even think they're trying to hide from that either.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. yeah, I mean, look at like, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about it here, maybe if we have time, but you know, what's the biggest thing that happened last night on the wrestling show, right? Two people talking. Two people talking, right. And uh, the entertainment that we got from that, right? So that's just like, and that's easily, and no one would disagree, I think, with any of us, right, of like AW versus WWE, not some, that we're trying to do that. But just like AW and I'm going to see an awesome wrestling match. And WWE, I know I'm going to see a good promo between two characters that make me want to see a lesser than wrestling match. Because like the Royal Rumble, every year, it's a horrible match, right? From a in ring I mean, standpoint, totally. But it's like just a soap opera everywhere, left and right. The surprises, and it makes no sense. It's, like, yeah, yeah, like... it's the definition of entertainment. It's that it's the antithesis of wrestling. The elbows in the corner while someone's laying there for twenty five minutes. Chris Jericho <laughs> at the uh, you know whatever his last Royal Rumble where he was like second, and he laid down for like fifty minutes. Like that is not <laughs> wrestling. That's entertainment. So I think it it is a perfect synopsis of what wwe is and i for one am very excited to watch the royal rumble on saturday after all that being said
0: yes 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 same 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 here um Thank you, Zach. I know there's a you got a couple other in there others in there. We're gonna we're gonna get to them uh, for sure. Don't worry. But I want to throw a couple uh, questions at Tyler here on this mm-hmm. uh, on this subject. This is the Brass Ring Media podcast, a special Tuesday night edition of the show. Um, we are usually live, and we'll be live this Thursday afternoon, three Eastern, two Central. Uh, we'll be previewing the Royal Rumble. Uh, we also have a big announcement to make on Thursday during that show, um, so that's the tease that I teased earlier. Um, we're excited to kind of uh, break some news about Brass Ring Media and a couple uh, a couple cool things that we've got going on um, here in the next uh, in the next you know week or ten days. So more to come on that, but join us Thursday three Eastern, uh, two Central to to hear the big news and to talk real rubble and what should be a very exciting uh, weekend uh, of uh, of WWE entertainment uh <laughs> this saturday night um all right tyler so uh, a couple like just content based uh things here as far as wwe being on netflix mm-hmm. how do you when you look at like what a wrestling show on a streamer like that could be do you what sense do you get if any at this point that that being in a looser environment like that, where you don't have to hit commercial stop sets, you don't have to hit, um, or like not as rigid of a commercial stop set as you do when you're on television, timing the show, you know, you've got to end at exactly the right the right moment. There's, um, there's value in adding hours to your programming on cable TV, but there's not really that same value, you know, at this point on, you know, a live streaming network. Yes, there's going to be ads, but it's not going to be the the same as it is on on broadcast television. Mm -hmm. So do they, you know, do they cut raw back to two hours? Can some weeks raw be two hours and 20 minutes? Because that's what they want the show to be like. Can matches be longer? Because you don't have to worry about, you know, hitting, uh, hitting like those, those time constraints. What sort of impact from a just product standpoint, do you think this, this kind of move to the streamer will have for um, for Monday Night Raw and for well, WWE. I'm glad, you in it,
1: I'm glad you brought it up. That was my big question that I teased earlier. It was like I, you said guy, it. I was
0: like he's talking about the three hour raw. Not, yeah, like I, I, I should have wrote it down you, and held it up.
1: That's all right. <laughs> you know, we're like 12, 13, 14 hours after the news broke, and I have seen very little discussion, and that concerns me on the amount of. Uh, acceptance that people have a three-hour raw, um, no matter what day <laughs> of the week it is. And I think we really need, like, if we as a fan base want to push on anything, it's having what you just laid out there, right? It's having probably it's tiered in some way, shape, or form, right? Like, we kind of get with Peacock right now. Like, if right. you're a premium right, right, right. subscriber, you get some lame promo that doesn't matter at all, or a pre-tape vignette while everyone else gets an ad. There'll probably be some combination of that, like, maybe in the middle of a 12-minute match, you'll get two or three ads, but if you're a premium, you won't, and you won't know the difference of it happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but they'll have the same spot where someone, you know, they, someone jumps on the outside, they're both laying there in pain and you can call it, you know, even when you're live in the arena, you're like, Oh, it's a commercial break. I can commercial tell break, by yeah. the action yes, in the ring. Yeah. So, you know, I think that'll be there, but I, I think, yeah, the flexibility of, yeah, it's an hour and 15 minutes or it's two hours and 19 minutes or what have you. um, is important or maybe hey it's supposed to start at eight and sometimes starts at 755 because there's a fight backstage before the show actually starts right like that would right, be right a reason to like if there's like a 15 minute pre-show to like get you hyped up like that's what i've always thought i mean the pre-shows are lame especially on the pay-per-views <laughs> but like if, if there's something that you can do a little better on that then that's like an interesting way to get some content ahead of time if you're netflix etc so yeah i mean that is huge and interesting and All the tertiary things that come of that, like the presentation of, you know, like recaps you can watch maybe on the platform. And that whole Peacock deal is interesting to me. Like, let's say you like the TLDR version of Raw, right? In the real TLDR version where you get like eight minutes and you get like, hey, here's like the top three things. If you want to watch them, you can like press down on your remote and watch the whole segment. Like all that synergy, I think is really important. And probably not a good sign. I mean, everyone's got to change forever, but like a lot of sites like a bleacher report, SE SC scoops, et cetera, that do a lot of like segment breakdowns and like, watch the clip here. And like, Hey, you missed the show. Here's the three things you missed. Like that sort of like cottage industry on the internet is, is, is gone, which is interesting. So, but like as a consumer, I would much prefer to be on Netflix and ready to go. So that's just like one of many things that could change um, that, you know, We could never guess. And obviously the lack of Kevin Dunn has already been, I think, night and day. The lack of piped in noise on a regular basis. The lack of a million cuts. I mean, there's still cuts. They're going to transition slowly away from that. But, you know, that is a good time to get your ducks in a row and get a new presentation ready for Netflix post-Kevin Dunn as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, how much do you think that went into, like, hey, we know this deal is coming. We don't want you anymore. (laughs) Like, like, I mean, look, I I would say like quite a bit actually, you know, like, I think it's good. I think that if WWE is smart, you know, dude, they don't want to go too crazy with it. Like you don't want to like feel like you're not watching a WWE product, but I do think you want somebody with a fresh look, a fresh eye. I mean, Kevin Dunn's been the face of WWE production for 30 years. Like, You know, this is as good a time as any to kind of, you know, refresh that up. Um, Another question I had: talent. This to me, when I heard this deal, and I wrote about this on our Brass Ring Media uh, Substack uh, newsletter this morning for um, for free. You can catch it out, catch it right now. Subscribe for free on Substack. Just search Brass Ring Media Substack. It's the first thing that pops up. You'll be glad you did. one of the things that I wrote about was, like, this is, like, a great thing, I, I think, for, for for talent in WWE. Or prospective talent that are thinking about going to WWE. Like, you have now, like, the ultimate, like, entertainment juggernaut behind you. Uh, you've got Endeavor. You've got Ari Emanuel. You've got the WWE. You've got a distributor like like, like Netflix. I mean... For somebody like Mercedes Monet, who has dipped her toe into acting and wants to, you know, pursue that part of her career and and grow that part of her career. Like, this is the company that you should sign with at this point. I mean, like, you're not going to get a better entry point into that kind of thing. Maybe like a Netflix special. Maybe a, you know, you're a part of a reality show or you can host a reality show. Like, there's so many different, like, angles that you can go for, for if you're, if you're a talent, that's not just in the ring. Um, So I think this is, you know, not only a huge business move for the company, but man, when you're out there scouting talent and trying to win talent or trying to get like, even if it's just a, a, a NIL recruit to the performance center, man, you've got a large list of kind of boxes. They can check as a reason why you want to give the WWE a shot. And I think that's going to just, you know, open people up to the idea of, yeah, let's, you know, this isn't Vince McMahon's old WWE anymore. This is something entirely, um, entirely different. So, you know, if Mercedes Monet has signed that AEW contract, which I'll believe it when I see it, Uh man, she's got to be wondering about that right now, I think. What about you?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean- am I overplaying it? I, maybe I am a little bit, but. I I mean,
1: I would say right now, you know, just because, like, you know, I I would have to – I'd want to see it, improve it, right? Like, if I'm Mercedes, I want to see L.A. Night host, like, a baking show on Netflix, like a baking (laughs) reality show, whatever, you know, something like that, right?
0: Please put that into existence, please.
1: So what what, – we'll workshop this, but someone with, yeah, obviously in the title.
0: Yeah. But, uh, you
1: know, but uh, anyway, like that, I want to see that. I want to see, you know, Jade Cargill get something where she's hosting some show or as a coach on some, whatever before I believe it. Right. Because, like, I don't want to be old WWE Studios pitch where, hey, you could be the Miz and be in the Marine two through six. Like, great. <laughs> or you can be Edge and be in Money Plane. You know, it's like, great. I mean, fair, I know was a fair, WWE, fair, WWE yeah, product, yeah. but like, I don't want to be a B actor. I want to be Batista. I want to be John Cena. I want to be The Rock. I don't want to be copeland or
0: Mike, true thing. but like but you know i mean cena did some awful movies before he did the oh, good yeah. ones same thing with rock so like you know i mean like you probably have a better odds to get like a bad netflix movie that only some people yeah. will see than like a huge flop like like you know the game plan or something like that that the yeah. Rock rocket you know what i mean like so yes. that's fire for <laughs> yes right like
1: yeah i just want to be stuck like in a deal that's like WWE studios with Netflix and then I'm stuck in their system. Right. I want the right, freedom right, right, as right, a talent right. to like make my own decisions. I want to make sure that bears out before it's like, Hey, come on. And there'll be up, you know, whatever.
0: All that. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Like fair. To, fair.
1: But um, I think as Zach alluded to, which we'll get to, I'll get my point there when you pop that up the Zach's latest
0: uh, super chat. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Well, Let's see. What do you, what do you decide? Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, Zach uh, uh, posted it. I disagree with that premise, Zach. What about the love of the game? We don't need more people getting into wrestling to get into acting. I, no, I don't, I, I don't mean that. Like, I, I, hopefully I didn't make, that's not the argument I was trying to make. The argument I was trying to make is that, yeah, you're not, look, you're not going to get into wrestling to get into acting. I don't think like it's too hard of a business, of a business. Like it's yeah. too, it's too difficult. It's too, you have to have so much more than being a good actor. You have to be athletic. You have to take the bumps. you got to go on the road. Like, it's just, it's not, it can't, I don't think it can go that way. Right. I want to be an actor. So I'm going to be a wrestler first mm-hmm. to me. My point was that you have, once you are a successful wrestler, and once you want to, like if you're Roman Reigns right now, Roman Reigns is not going to wrestle, you know, once the title runs over, you know, he's going to be like even more part-time than he is right now. And, you know, maybe he's going to want to try acting. Maybe he won't, but if he does, he's a successful enough pro wrestler where people in Hollywood are going to look his way for a small role here, a small role there. If he hits it out of the park, all right, maybe you get something else, but that's not going to happen to like wrestler who's, Churning and burn at the performance center my point is that it opens doors to like it has the doors that are there to open at some point if you're um you know if you're if you're a professional wrestler that wants to transition out once you're done impact wrestling tna they don't have that you're a wrestler and if you're not then you're just out and you're doing your own thing this is is bigger than that that was that was my point so hopefully i i cleared that up tyler go ahead
1: yeah, and it just you know I think it, it could be an advantage to AEW as well of if someone is there for like loves wrestling more than anything, they they might view AEW as that place that is the the beacon right. If if Adam Copeland is truthful that he would like to be wrestling Griff Garrison and that's why he's at AEW to wrestle weekly, um, then on, that is that is an advantage of AEW then then versus WWE if you're if you're you can get talent transferring both ways right. MJF might be more likely to go to WWE in five years if they have more opportunities. And AJ Styles might not care about that and might want to do a final run in AEW. You know, it's like, you know, that's not a one for one trade, but there's lots of people that, you know, you're going to get your Jay Whites, your Will Ospreys, your Okadas most likely to AEW. And they feel better in that zone that's wrestling focused than. You know, if potentially an MJF or a sort of Strickland, who are more probably likely to be stars outside of the wrestling ring, if they decided to be, and so that you get what you get, you know. So I think that yeah. I think that can help define both companies in a better way, and I think it could eventually help and hurt both of them in different directions.
0: What does this do for AW as they because they are going to negotiate a deal too this year um, for you know all of their all of their. Uh, television products we have a zach pointing out here uh thank you zach for the contribution to the show very much appreciate it man um as always thank you it says uh on the aw side this should incentivize Warner brothers discovery to get aw on max in some capacity as soon as possible maybe make rampage mats exclusive um so take that question uh tyler but also just you know how does this impact the negotiation for aw this year
1: yeah i mean it it's good that Warner Brothers is not in yeah. business with, with WWE. So that's a good hurdle to jump over. I've seen a lot of like Tony Khan happy memes this morning when that was announced. <laughs> also, yeah. you can still leverage like an Amazon, uh, another streamer that once maybe was bidding on that that didn't get in, or Peacock knows they're not going to be able to retain stuff like that. That you know you can leverage Warner Brothers. You, you know if you have one bidder bidding for you, that's not good place to be as an entity so Mm -hmm. you can get another streamer that wants to get on this now netflix deal you're not going to get 10 years five billion dollars but i think that's good for aw you want to get a shorter term deal like make it work prove that there's money to be had in this company um as you're hopefully on the upswing from us you know just where you are in the business for your company and then get a you know four-year deal and then knock it out of the park and get that huge change you know i guess life-changing for most people besides tony khan amount of money for your for your company in in the next deal so
0: yeah yeah i mean i think this is this is good for aw i mean this mm-hmm. is, this is like it i mean for one thing you know yeah their key partner is still in <laughs> and that's always a good place to be um yeah. but also like you know i i don't know that anybody would have taken the chance on aw in this capacity i mean matt warner brothers discovery haven't hasn't even taken that that chance with them with them yet to kind of lead this charge as their like lead dog on their you know sp- the sports platform with their streamer they haven't even done that yet um so i think it's good that like the powerhouse company like the big big company is taking that step first and, you know, there's a lot of streaming companies out there. WWE is only going to be on one. So that leaves a lot of others open. So if there's a, if there's major success here, AW is going to eat off the, the you know, I don't want to say get the scraps, but like they're going to get, you know, the crumbs on the floor that, that AW that WWE has left because the streaming companies are going to want a product like that, that says cheap as it is, that is to produce. I mean, if the business model proves itself out, AW is going to, you know, going to get some of that. I, I, and to Zach's point here, I mean, I, I always thought it was silly not to have something on the Max platform, like, mm-hmm. you know, like just, but yeah, I mean, the whole just library does put so the library on like, there? there, like something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, obviously, there's that's going to be a part, a part of the negotiation. My yeah. guess is in 2025, we see, you know, the AW library on that streaming platform, I would imagine. Um, but I don't know. But, yeah, I think, it, you know, you want to get that on there. Yeah, right away. I agree. Yeah. I agree, that for sure. It,
1: and another strained analogy on this, you know, I'm, I'm into that tonight, is, you know, WWE, both these are houses in the same neighborhood, in the same block, right? WWE at this time is the one with the pool. It's got the nice addition in the back. And AW is the house with three beds, two baths, you know, the the standard like ranch house that's beautiful, great part of town. And the house with all the stuff, the pool of the addition just sold for a hundred thousand dollars over the asking price. Yeah. Uh, when they listed it, so instantly your house is more valuable. More valuable. So yeah. that is what that's where AW is. It's you know, uh rising tide raises all boats. So that's yeah. where we are in the business. And you know, Tony Khan should be a happy guy for two reasons today. And uh, um, you know, in <laughs> WWE should be happy if AEW gets a huge deal and then when Mm -hmm. because that'll be before the peacock deals up and then the peacock thing should be like hey look they're streaming all this stuff like these are super valuable look what they paid for this company that does a third of the viewership and attendance that we do all that stuff that story is easy to tell and ups the value of your own subsidiary. So, yeah, it's it's a win win for everybody.
0: Great point. Great analogy. You're on fire with the analogies today. man. I I can't I can't keep up (laughs) with that. The uh, we will keep this on the front burner uh, for the show on Thursday afternoon Mm -hmm. Um, and any other news that gets added to it. Any other additional, uh, you know, analysis points that come up, we'll definitely be able to to hit that on our our normal flagship slot for the show, three Eastern, two Central. Uh, but I want to get to a couple other topics here before we have to ride off uh, into the sunset. Um, and we have two more super chats to get through, so I'll definitely um, three more actually. So I'll hit those. Uh, but before I get to that, the other big news of the day, <laughs> which would be huge news any other day, The Rock is uh, joining the TKO group as a member of the board of directors. Um, He was making the media rounds all over the place uh, today, run the bell on Wall Street, um, was on CNBC, excuse me, and and countless other places. He is a member of the board um, in a paid capacity. Um, The other key element of the deal for him to come on is that he owns the rights to The Rock trademark, uh, now, which is obviously massive. Um, so, um, an interesting move. I mean, I think well-timed, you know, well-timed announcement, uh, obviously on purpose. Uh, but what'd you think of that Tyler of him kind of getting into that space and how, how he spun it today about this being a, you know, almost like a family business to him. And, you know, he's just great to be so happy to be there to contribute mm-hmm. to its future.
1: <laughs> yeah, it tells me uh why we haven't seen a rock match against Roman up to this point. I'm sure that was also a detail in this deal of like Oh yeah. If you want me working again, like there's got to be other stuff happening here. So, you know, it's just good. It's it's Dwayne leveraging his yeah. power as he is you know, I would say at one point, maybe pre-pandemic, was probably the like the most n- notable person like that was not I mean, maybe like not Donald Trump on the face of the earth, um, Unfortunately, like yeah. I ID wise of like every you know you know who that is if you see a picture of him and you're somewhere else in the world, right? Yeah, or whatever. But like star power, like a lister number one celebrity in the world, easily was was Dwayne Johnson, and he's still a huge star, but definitely a little on the on the decline. And so this is a good time to leverage all this stuff. So yeah, it's just a smart this is a move by a guy who's obviously got a pretty good uh eye for business.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's I think it's a good move. I think it's a good move. It's good to get him in the fold officially. Um mm-hmm. you know, he's going to bring a lot of like, you know, brand equity, you know, to to TKO, you know, uh UFC. I mean, they're going to be able to trot him out for that kind of stuff too. I mean, he's going to be all over the place as far as this goes. Um I got the sense today listening to him talk about a potential Roman Reigns match. I don't have it in front of me. But it was just the tone, like, that it didn't feel eminent. Like, it didn't feel like it was around the corner, like, to me. Maybe I'm wrong, you know, and maybe it's, you know, part of it. But he talked about how he wanted to build things and, you know, really, like, you know, break records, make history, build, build, build. You know, I don't know. Does that mean, like, four-month build? Like, usually not with Rock. So that's just my, like, gut take. But what about you?
1: Yeah, I mean, also, you know, the breakdown, the cash-wise, right? Like, Raw is getting almost two times the money that SmackDown is going to get, right? So, if you're, you know, Royal Rumble season this time next year, and Raw is the A-show, obviously, just by the cash you're getting. uh, You tell me you don't want Raw, you don't want Rock and Roman as the first story on Netflix that everyone's going to turn into. The, The upper third on your Netflix screen is The Rock, and you can, like, watch him live in wrestling, like that that's what it, that's my guess yeah yeah so, that's the well first said. big story on the netflix era overall
0: yeah man i think you hit the man yeah i think you hit the nail on the head there that's uh that's a that's a good point and and yeah that's how you get the most out of them and that's how you do what rock likes to do which is huge massive things that haven't been done before for a lot of money um and yep. that's right up uh, that's right up his. Uh, that's right up his alley.
1: Think, think of the documentary in twenty years. You know, in twenty forty five, when that deal finally ends, you know, the the whole Netflix era, and that's the first story. Like, come on.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. right, exactly. But I mean, like to your point, though, with that, I mean the, that yes, but also like so much content they can produce just around, not even on raw for Netflix around the rock. And his return to WWE. There's a documentary to be had in there. There's probably some behind the scenes thing they could do. Like, I mean, there's so many different angles you could take. Like a Rock return to WWE for, you know, for for Netflix as for just just straight content. Like, you know, that's it's it's almost like I'm like upset I didn't think of that because that's. That's that's what's happening here. That I mean I totally that is what is happening. Um and it's a good move. It's a good move. Yeah. Um Tracy's all right. right in the well, chat.
1: Ava's the new GM of uh of NXT.
0: What a I, big day that, for that, that, uh
1: That's a fact.
0: for
1: the, <laughs> wow. for the Johnsons. <laughs>
0: <laughs> big day for the Johnsons. My goodness gracious. Thanks Tracy for the uh for the update. Um wow. Boy, they are uh they get, just get more powerful by the by the second, by the second. All right. More than um, one royal family in wrestling. Yeah, there's <laughs> – yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know what? Like, there's some people out at WWE like Drew McIntyre who's like, okay, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Let's Where's that contract here. at?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Sorry. Oh, I derailed you.
0: No, that's all right. All right. Uh, we'll get through a few more uh, uh, super chats here and then we'll wrap it up. Um Zach chiming in here just on the Mercedes conversation. Mercedes loves wrestling. You can't forget that. Yeah, she does. but she can't you can't she can't wrestle forever. you know? I mean, she you can't. you can't wrestle forever. You can't fall down uh, forever. And she's been making moves outside of wrestling. She's done modeling, she's done um, acting, and she uh, currently has, a high freight for her services so like you're gonna have like you know she's i think she's past the point of just considering herself as a wrestler like and so to me like that's why a company like wwe for her is is better i think she likes zeros on her checks so if aw can offer that i think she'll go that way because she's young and she can always go back to to WWE, it's still really early for her as far as that goes, but um, she's more of the wrestler at this point, and I think she carries herself that way. Um, so, yeah, she likes wrestling, but I, I don't know. Am I wrong, Tyler? No, I don't think so. I think, you know, I think if I had to guess, this is
1: a guess, that, you know, if we all have, like, what we like to do at our own job, right, it's not just one thing, right? We're not just inputting stuff into a spreadsheet. We're also on zoom or whatever right like you have a preference of what you'd like to do maybe six percent of the time i'd like to be doing this i think that's mm-hmm. where she is with wrestling but i don't think it's all she wants to do
0: obviously. yeah yeah and like the fact is, you you just you can't do it forever so you know yeah. it's like you may like playing football but hey you know you can't play forever so what's yeah. uh so what's next all right um want to get to a super chat from sean here which is about some uh, current events. So we'll pivot um, on these last two um, Super chests that we have. Um, Sean, talking about Raw last night, uh, what did you guys think of the Cody Punk promo on Raw? It was awesome to me and so compelling and some compelling stuff to build to the Rumble. I love Cody right now and where he is as a character. Uh, yeah, Tyler, I'm curious as to what you thought about this. I thought it was great. I thought it was a really good piece of business. Um, I thought that You know, both guys came across as big time stars. I thought that they did the business of, you know, respecting the other and, Mm -hmm. you know, making sure that, you know, you're not burying the other guy while calling out like hypocrisy of each of the other one. You know, it's like, hey, Cody, you know, you're not like really the American dream. I'm more American dream than you. I'm son of an electrician. Right. Mm -hmm. And then on the flip side, like punk, you said all these things and I went and did them. You dropped the pipe bomb, but I, you talked and I did the work and I walked the walk. Uh, so I'm more punk than CM Punk than you. I thought that was a really good way to kind of like contrast the two guys and contrast the two stars and contrast the two characters. Um, and I think it, in the end, it, 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 it's going to make for a major moment in the Royal rumble match, which is the whole point. Like, I think people will stop what they're doing to watch whatever kind of interaction they have. Um, Not to mention the fact that it helps build whatever potential match they might do down the road. So I thought it was a home run. I know, you know, you, I certainly am willing to hear arguments that like, Hey, it was overacted. Hey, it was just like a little too, a little too staged. Maybe they were a little too nice. Um, but I think that, you know, they didn't want to give away the farm in one promo here. Like this was to set up something for the rumble more to come later, but I I thought for what they did, I thought it was really, really compelling. And, and I agree with you, Sean Tyler, how about you? Yeah. I thought
1: it was a really good piece of writing first and foremost. Yes. Uh, it was well laid out. It seemed like a good synergy between the talent and the writers, I assume, you know, that's, that's one thing we talked about, Cody, when he came to WWE is like him yeah. focused. Same thing with Punk, right? Like him focused and not yep. getting caught up in the BS. Like that's what happened here. And like the I would never have thought to like juxtapose those two guys the way that they that that was written. And it, yeah, made total yep. sense. And it like calls out the BS of both characters because both are going to be heels by the time <laughs> they're done with WWE. And this is the basis of why they're both full of it. Right. And that's why people turn on Punk for his saying one thing on screen, acting another way, as we know. And Cody, why people turn on him on AEW? Because he went, you know, he's he's Homelander. He doesn't get it. (laughs) And that's like a CM Punk thing. And he doesn't get
0: it. Yes. That's
1: like literally the cult of personality is what Cody is. Right. And when you get tired of it, when it doesn't work as a babyface act and he doesn't understand it, like they are each other in their own way. Like, and it's, it was a great juxtaposition. I can't wait to see like the two of them left with like Gunther or Drew McIntyre or whatever it's going to be with Brock Lesnar as the final three on the Rumble. And they have to probably work together and then figure it out afterwards. Or one screws the other one. Like, I can't wait. I think it's going to be, could be like, I'm usually more muted on like what I expect out of a Rumble match. We'll get to this Thursday, but. I think all the work they've done with all the care, all the main six, seven people that could win the Rumble has been really, really good.
0: Yeah, I do too. I, I do too, and uh, and they've done a nice job. I mean, like, and it, and it's, and not just with Cody and Punk. I mean, Gunther had his thing at the beginning with Seth. Drews had his thing. You know, even like Jay, you know, and Nakamura. Not on the same level as those other guys, but like they're talking about it. They're they're you know, and that's a low bar, sure. But you haven't seen that all the time in, 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 WWE. So, um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's important. Zach didn't like it. Zach didn't like it. We're going to get to his super chats and then we will ride off into the sunset. Zach says here the hypocrisy on display in that promo last night. I just, I just couldn't. (laughs) And, uh, and then also, um, but why remind us that these guys are massive hypocrites and not worth rooting for? What do you think, Tyler?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, Zach and I actually agree. I think we're just like a couple degrees of separation away from each other because, like, I do think both these guys are like humans that I don't want to cheer for. And really, nothing against Cody or Punk. I mean, yes, Punk this stuff backstage, whatever. But you know, whatever. But like, I think they are in their hearts both heel characters more than they are babyface characters when effectively flushed out as characters. Right, the way they both act, the way. They look for attention, et cetera. So as a viewer, I, I'm aware of this and I like it as a nuanced view of both of these characters. And I know eventually they're going to turn and prove to be that character in the end if things are done effectively. If I'm Paul Levesque, I'm making sure they do that whether they want to or not in a Cody yeah, yeah, yeah. instance. And that's what I'm seeing and like, gives justification of like the arc of the character in my mind, which is some fancy booking. but. It's better than John Cena, circa 2013, out there with Cody, right? To see some nuance of someone pushing him on what he is and what his character is, is the better alternative in my mind with this with his character than if you know this is a Vince company and he's just out there, you know, doing the the regular babyface things. Roman Reigns, 2016 era, like the nuance that is here and ready to flower in front of us as heels for whenever they decide to do it for both of them is here, and I, I like that.
0: So. I like that too. And I, I and I also, but I'll, I'll also disagree with you, Zach I, and, and you a little bit, Tyler. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't see the, I don't see them as hip as much of hypocrites as you guys do in real life in like in real world. Like, I mean, punk, you know, yes, he talked about like the things in the pipe on promo and, and whatever, but I mean, like, you know, the infrastructure wasn't there at that time for him to like do what Cody did. I mean, you know, streaming wasn't a thing. Like you could like 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 just the the avenue to connect. You know, with wrestlers, the way you know audiences connected with like the Young Bucks on a personal level. You know, and out with Cody on that same level, like just it just wasn't there at that time. So like, yeah, he didn't do any of. I mean, I'm talking like real life stuff here. I'm talking outside of the story, storyline mm-hmm. wise. It's a great freaking line, and like just yeah. perfect to like contrast both of them. But in terms of like not liking the segment because they're hypocrites in real life like i don't know i just i don't i mean punk is one in other ways <laughs> but not you <laughs> know not for that for that reason and cody i mean cody with him i mean yes like he was not you know born with a you know it was the idea that he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth isn't entirely accurate but yeah he got a fast track you know to you know, his foot in the door because of who his father was. And like, but I don't think he didn't, you know, work for where he is now either. You know what I mean? Like, so yes, like he kind of started on second base for sure. But like, I don't, I don't think he's a hypocrite for like ignoring that because like he put in a lot of other work in a different way. Um And so, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not as hard on that as you guys seem to be.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is like a whole, maybe a whole patron show. They're different in their own ways, but like, you know, it, it's a Tony Khan issue as well. But, um,
0: well, yeah, they're, you know, yeah,
1: but like Cody and Punk both left when they were top guys and kind of took their ball and went home. Right. Because like it was not working out for Cody the way he wanted to work out in AEW. didn't get the deal he expected to get the treatment, et cetera, from Tony Khan. Obviously, there's stories there to be told. And, you know, Punk leaving for many reasons, but like, you know, Cody didn't leave WWE in the same position that Punk was in when he left. I think Cody left AEW in the same position that Punk was in of like a top guy, but not the top guy. And like he was not happy about that and went and did something about it on both occasions for Cody. So they're not exactly the same. But it's that like taking your ball and going home in different instances, I think, makes them similar in their own mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Hypocrite is a hypocrite is a big word. So I don't know if I would like lean that far as that they're hypocrites. I just think they're both similar personalities. And like, if things, if they working really hard and they don't think they're getting the return on it, I think they can be a little bit hard to work with is, is yeah, the vibe I get fair. with oh, both of them. That's
0: fair for sure. Yeah. So, yeah
1: you know, yeah. but like, is that a hypocrite? That's probably most professional wrestlers, but they are similar <laughs> yeah. on that front. Where like they're probably the coolest dude to work with if they're happy. And if they're not, I can see them being a little difficult. Yeah, Obviously, that's fair. Punk, Punk might punch you. So Cody probably wouldn't, but Punk might he'll be, be he he could be a little bit more passive aggressive. And I think we saw a lot of that in AEW. So
0: yeah, for sure. I think that that I think that's fair. And and but the same token, you know, that's well, that's hundred percent true. I don't think it's wrong to go, hey, like, cause I mean, you know, I think we would all do that in our current jobs you know like hey i don't i'm working really hard here and like i'm not happy you know i'll go go somewhere else like you Mm -hmm. know that's that i don't fault either of them for that punk that's a bit of a different situation for sure because of how that went down but like i'm doing it multiple times for two different companies on purpose uh, yeah pretty much on purpose. so that's a little bit different but yeah, yeah yeah for sure oh man interesting good stuff zach um guys we'll wrap it up there uh thank you so much for everybody to for everybody that that tuned in uh everybody who contributed to the show everybody who went back and forth um uh during the live chat it's awesome to read this stuff guys as uh, <laughs> as as we do the show here it like you know uh it it really is fun to see you guys interact and interact respectfully is awesome thanks to everybody who um who dropped super chat in there zach and uh and sean and tracy and adam um, appreciate you thanks to some new viewers um spookies out there watching us appreciate you um and thanks to everybody who um Tuned in after the fact, either as a podcast or um, as uh, you know on on the YouTube channel, you can get more of our Brass Ring Media content um, in a couple different ways. You can find us on Substack, where we've got free and member only content um, um, up all week long. Um, just search Brass Ring Media Substack in Google. That's all you got to do we come up Um, you can find us and you can subscribe for free Um, obviously you can subscribe for free to our youtube channel um and catch us live when we go live um every single thursday three eastern two central we will be live this thursday previewing the royal rumble um and dropping another uh, a big announcement which will be fun can't wait to can't wait to deliver that um and if you want more of this type of analysis uh become a brass ring media member we are uh very much growing at a fast clip. um, And we would appreciate your support. We want as many new members as we can, Um, you know, talking more long form like this and analyzing wrestling business like this um, as our style of how we, of how we cover this. So you can find us on Patreon. It's patreon.com backslash brass ring media, $4, get you access to everything, get you access to our discord community, full access to the newsletter, full access to everything we do on YouTube, a brand, New members only show every single week um, just for members. All of our preview, our, uh, our pay-per-view and major review shows um, for members. It's $4. We'd appreciate the support Um, and thank you. Thank you. Thank you in advance, Tyler, any final words? Are you going to go watch Netflix now?
1: (laughs) I don't know. My wife's watching something. I think she's watching the orthodontics documentary on Netflix.
0: Oh, that the guy like... was like I've got
1: this I've got the secret to orthodontics and big the big as a guy with braces and a guy with a permanent retainer. I was like, "All right, you know, I'm fine." So, <laughs> <I was laughs> okay. Fine. so, Man, so, so I think she might be watching that so so maybe tangentially I will. But
0: see? Um, see? See? Uh, I might it's that be easy switch
1: on the couch. So, we'll see.
0: It's that easy to uh to just watch Netflix, you know. There you go. Yep. That's what WWE's hoping for. <laughs> yep. All right, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We will see you on Thursday afternoon. Appreciate it. And we'll catch you all then. Later.